Good evening, and welcome back to Diz Dads Podcast Plus. I'm your host, Aaron Ripmaster, and with me here tonight to record episode 19, talking raise, refresh, and remove in the Magic Kingdom, are my co-hosts, Tim Hicks. Hey, howdy, hey. And Willie Crocker. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Now, before we jump into what should be a fun and and uh, engaging discussion of things that we would change up in the Magic Kingdom, uh, do need to thank our podcast sponsors. As always, Diz Dad's Podcast Plus is sponsored by Wicked Mouse Travel and Mouse Master Travel, both of which are authorized Disney vacation planners. You can check out Wicked Mouse Travel at wickedmousetravel.com and Mouse Master Travel at mousemastertravel.com. They'd love to help you get back in the groove with a Disney destination vacation as things start opening up again here in the uh, hopefully not too distant future. And of course, Kingdom Strollers, Orlando's premier stroller and crib rental vendor. They can make the experience of traveling with a toddler or other child who, you know, walking along, wears out quickly and uh, cuts your days in the parks short. They can make that much, much easier by uh, renting a stroller from them. You can pick it up right there at Orlando International Airport, and it's very convenient. Um, makes the whole experience work a lot better. You can check them out at kingdomstrollers.com. Okay, guys. So for the last you know several weeks, really, we noticed that we'd been talking a lot about Hollywood Studios, a lot about Epcot, even some about Animal Kingdom, but all of a sudden, Magic Kingdom is almost kind of the forgotten park. Um, it, you know, its last significant uh, refurbishment is is starting to look kind of far back there in the rearview mirror. Um, there are a couple of big projects that are are in progress there, but nevertheless, it, it's been the longest now. Um, you know, the the park that it's been the longest since they've gotten a significant refurbishment or a significant. Uh, you know, large scale change. And we thought this would be a good way to, you know, get back to talking about the granddaddy park in Orlando. Um, yep. Time and- to tear it all down. <laughs> <laughs> tear down that wall. So, so to do that, we're going to play a little game. Um, we've played various versions of this at, at various times, but we're calling it raise, refresh and remove this time. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go around the Magic Kingdom land by land and each share with you one attraction that we think should be raised in that land, right? So should be built, uh, whether in an existing location or or maybe if there's, somebody can figure out an, an open spot, um, that would be the raise part. Um, refresh is an existing attraction that just needs an update. 
right? It needs it needs uh, anything from just a, a minor, you know, spruce up to a complete reimagination, and then finally remove. Um, now, in some cases, remove is remove to make room for the rays that we want to add. Um, but in some cases, you know what? There's stuff that's addition by subtraction. Get it out of the way. <laughs> And uh, that's that's kind of the way that this will will work. We're going to go through this land by land. So, um, you know, you walk in through the the gates there. You approach the Magic Kingdom, and you're instantly on Main Street, USA. So, let's go ahead and start with Main Street. Um, along Main Street, let's start with. Oh, let's see, who's my first victim? Tim, I think you may have played this with us before, so I'll make you go first. Um, okay. And on Main Street USA, what is your raise? What needs to be added? What I would like to see added on Main Street USA, I call Marceline Memories. And basically, it's we know that, uh, that Main Street is intended to kind of reflect Marceline, Missouri. But what I what I'm interested in is a walkthrough that is really uh, a throwback to uh, the early days of uh, Walt Disney and what it, what it would have looked like to him as, you know, as a kid growing up in Marceline. I think that would be something that would be a really cool thing. And, and for me, Main Street USA is all about the nostalgia anyway. Um, so I think that would be a really cool addition. Okay. So, so almost like a, you know, a one man's dream with a focus on the earlier part of the timeline. Right. The early days. Show us what Marceline, Missouri would have looked like in the okay. 1920s. All right. And, and where would you put that on main street? <sighs> That's the real question. Um, because it's already so crowded, but there's that back, there's a backstage area that, you know, right after you pass um, Tony's town square and that whole area, if you turn right, there's an area back there that I think could be utilized for something like that. All right. So uh, Tim is going to go with sort of the, the history presentation, um, put it in that exit causeway kind of that they've, they use, um, you know, to, to help get the crowd out of the park, um, you know, at the end of the day after the fireworks show and that kind of thing. Uh, Willie, how about you? What are you going to raise on main street? Well, it's something they had talked about for a while, and then I think it got axed, was the um, large theater that was going to be built back where Tim is talking about. And I think the theater still is a great idea, and it might get built within 100 years, but <laughs> a theater that, kind of like what Tim went through with uh, Marceline, but more about the history of the park. From when Walt, you know, it's almost like the one man's dream over at Hollywood Studios, but more in detail about how Walt really thought about his theme parks. So you're taking the, um, uh, what what is the Disney Plus thing, the Imagineering? Imagineering. Thing? Yeah, expanding on that idea? Go really deep into it. You know, it's probably a 30 or 40 minute synopsis, but, you know, I mean, like, We'll sit through good shows if they're good, you know. Yeah. Let's see. I'm I'm going to kind of go a somewhat similar direction, but maybe you know a, a slight turn, um, because you know to me, 
one of the things that's great and that made Disney theme parks great from the beginning is their link to Disney's film legacy. And I feel like over time, that link is is weaker, maybe somewhat ironically, right? Even as we get more and more movie IP and TV IP in the parks, we lose the the direct connection to those source materials. And so what I'd really love to see is, yeah, let's go ahead and build that theater. I'm, I'm all on board with you there because that, that should have been built anyway. I know it's budgetary reasons that keep it from happening. So let's go ahead and build that theater, but let's, let's run on, you know, continuous loop, um, sort of, you know, not just one loop, right? Have a series of loops, maybe, you know, four to six different loops, right? That trace the development of Disney as a, a film studio, right? As a, a, what, you know, what, what made Disney Disney, um, you know, run those Oswald the Lucky Rabbit shorts that, you know, we traded Al Michaels for, um, run the, the, <laughs> you know, run the full Steamboat Mickey cartoon and you know run some clips like we used to get at the end of great movie ride right but maybe run some of the clips from the the live action stuff that disney did in the you know especially in the 60s and 70s that kind of have become for forgotten gems in a lot of ways although disney plus is kind of reviving them a bit um and i really feel like disney plus gives us an opportunity right to to strengthen that connection between the parks and the storytelling that the parks were originally built to support. Well, you're right. And, uh, and just the other day, uh, I put on the the full cartoon of uh, Steamboat Willie and watched it all the way through. So right. yeah, absolutely. It's creating a stronger tie. Wouldn't yeah, and, it be and, and, interesting I mean, if oh, you had the theater where you, where you had a split screen side by side and like, on one side, it's showing the cartoon, and some on the other side, maybe there's like some of the the technology that they went through to do some of those effects, like maybe. how they pull like, all this kind of off. Yeah. yeah, but see, but now you're now you're getting into Epcot, yeah. right? This is the Magic well, yeah. Kingdom. Okay. This is entertainment. Yeah, this is someplace that that you could take the kids when it's it's you know 95 degrees and humid in July and get out of the heat for the 15 to 20 minute movie loop and you know cycle out and the next people get to come in but the whole family can enjoy it because that's what the roots of this is is that family entertainment experience that. the air-conditioned nap exactly <laughs> that too at least for us old guys right that's right all right so so we've all raised something somewhat similar i'm curious what we all think needs to be uh you know refreshed uh willie what are you going to refresh on Main Street. I am going to refresh Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. I feel it's absolutely a fun game, but it needs a good complete overhaul. The the concept is so fun, the ideas are there, the cards are amazing, but it's the same thing we've been doing since day 1. Like let's start over, build something new, work on, you know, work on something in the background while you you know, continue to do what you do, but let's, let's make it where you're not having to like 
zigzag all over the park for seven things when you could do 40 things in the park. Because now, with today's things, we can go anywhere in the park and, and hold a card up to a screen. You can put it anywhere in a bathroom if you wanted to. Like, Right. The technology is much more flexible now, and the wireless exactly. infrastructure is so much better. Yeah, there are a lot of things you could do. What do you think, Tim? What are you going to refresh? Well, I'm sure this is not going to be popular with a whole lot of people. But uh, I would refresh the Walt Disney World Railroad uh, simply because – as you're, I mean, the, you're riding around on the train, and that's nostalgic. I like that, but there's so much space where there's just not really anything to observe, to look at that speaks, you know, Disney or Disney history or Disney memorabilia to you. And so I think there's there's just some things that could be added to to uh, make that a, a more visually uh, interesting and stimulating experience. That's I totally point. agree. Yeah. yeah, you leave the you leave from Main Street, and you literally head towards the backside of water. Right, and the you go backside into, of trees, trees, and then you just ride and ride and ride, and then all of a sudden you basically come up to, you know, Big Thunder Mountain and Splash Mountain. But I mean, that's a that's a haul to get around over there, and there's well, nothing. And, and, and we know that they can do better. I mean, this is another example of the, the, there are nuggets of Disney intellectual property, Disney storytelling that could be mined all the way around. And there's no reason not to celebrate that. There's, there's no story being told. Right. And that's, that's something that, you know, it's like, you know, your seven year old, eight year old, like I'm bored. This is so boring. (laughs) I mean, besides the train whistle, there's nothing. Nope. Right. I mean, (laughs) well, there's, there's one little like, small Indian campground. Yeah, the pasture. That you can barely see now. Which is now probably politically incorrect anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. So, yeah, I, I agree. Um, for me, you know, I'm looking on Main Street for a refresh of the, the Main Street Bakery. Um, you know, I, I get it. People love their Starbucks. That's fine. Give them their Starbucks. But I miss a Main Street bakery that does uniquely Disney pastries. I'm, I'm, you know, fine. I like my my Starbucks pumpkin bread or whatever. It's good stuff. But it's still not the same. And and part of the problem is that you miss out on the smell of Main Street that a working bakery creates. It used to right. be so fantastic to, you know, you'd walk in in the morning and you'd kind of hit that part of Main Street and you'd just be enveloped in that cinnamon roll smell, right? Um, and it just told you where you were. Um, and I think that that it's one of those little things that shouldn't be that big a deal and, you know, ought to be relatively easy to, to make happen. Yeah, you'd, you'd probably have to give up some other retail somewhere so that you could, you know, bump the Starbucks coffee side over a little bit or something. But Yeah, but there's a store next door that I, I kind of wander around and I look and I'm like, who buys anything in this store? That <laughs> super right? expensive store where yeah. everything starts at the, you know, the four and five digits. And I'm like... You know, if they sell one thing a day, they're fine. But, like, I don't see many people buying $12,000 art tomorrow. Yeah, but, <clears throat> you know, the, the the parks have always had that one store, though. That one – I mean, even Disneyland had its one high-end, you know, big ticket. Yeah, but put it down in the alley. Well, right. That's a good <laughs> point is that you could put it somewhere a little bit off the beaten track and, and not really miss on the fact that you don't have the foot traffic. 
there's places you could do that. Absolutely. Um, Go all right, so Tim, Club 33. <laughs> well, that's, that's where the, the, the club 33 location at magic kingdom is, is more towards Tomorrowland, though, right? No, it's over towards, um, at, uh, Frontierland. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, so we've, we've all covered our, our refresh. We need to go back to the remove. And this is a hard one, you know, because everything on Main Street has a, a certain amount of nostalgia to it. But, hey, progress means that you keep on changing. So the question is what you remove. Um, and it, it's, it should be something, as I said, ideally, it's something that would be, you know, addition by subtraction. If you got rid of it, the park would be better off for it not being there, whether or not something new went in in its place. And along Main Street, that's kind of tough because, you know, it's, it's frankly, a lot of it is, is kind of utilitarian. There's a lot of things you can't get rid of. Um, I, however, am going to say that we should get rid of Tony's Town Square. Just get rid of it. Ultimately, it means you're going to have to build another restaurant probably, and you probably are going to need to have another restaurant at the front of the park. That's fine. Um, I think there are lots of different solutions for that that we could get into, but you know, I mean, you could, you could change up what you're doing in the plaza again and, and, you know, refresh that it's another, you know, I don't want to take an extra refresh, but you could do something with the plaza. You could reopen Tomorrowland, uh, the, the Tomorrowland Terrace more often or, or on a regular basis. I mean, there, there are other things you could do with, with a, uh, a restaurant. I, I just think at this point, Tony's is, has become a running joke of Italian food. And the the only way that you're going to get past it is to just get rid of it. And even if you eventually rebuild a restaurant in the same spot, you know, maybe a couple of years later, that I think would be better received than yet another attempt to reboot Tony's. I think you can justify a remove and a raise with that one. Absolutely. <laughs> totally. Like, I mean, Tony's is one of those places where it's like, unless you get a 245 outside seating at 78 degrees and it's not sunny for the parade viewing. There's no reason to be there. Yeah. My only reason for going in there is just so I can look at the waiter and say, one spaghetti speciale heavy on the meatball. <laughs> and they look at me like I'm an idiot. And walk away. <laughs> <laughs> only because it's the 400th time they've heard it by noon. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Um, all right. So I'm removing Tony's. Um, Willie, what are you doing? I'm going to catch a lot of flack for this, but get rid of Starbucks. <laughs> I don't drink coffee. I don't like coffee. I don't like the smell of coffee. Well, they have tea. <laughs> I don't care. There's a line always out the door. Just move it further into the park so there's not lines down Main Street to get in the way of everything else. It was a terrible location, I personally think, because it creates log jams all over Main Street all well, the see, time. That, and that's why Starbucks loves the location, right? Of course. <laughs> exactly. They're making coin off that, man. Yeah. But I want to remove it. I, I, I feel you. You know, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't offend my, uh, changing out to Main Street Bakery. So two for two, there you go. So, so Tim, what are you going to remove? All right. Here's my real problem from Casey's corner 
all the way down to the fire station. It has nothing but retail shop after retail shop after retail shop after retail shop after retail shop. I'm going to take out at least one of those because it's uh, it's too much um, uh, merchandising when I can find generally the same thing, especially if I'm staying on property. I can find pretty much the same things at my resort. Um, so, and that just it to me it takes away from the idea of you know nostalgic Marceline, Missouri, uh, and and basically uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, sells it. You know, sell you know you're selling toys, you're selling clothing. Well, how many coffee mugs and 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 funny looking trophies do you really need? You know what I'm saying? I think that, right. that could be consolidated down. You know, or all the golf. Things? With that too, go to go to Disney Springs and get that stuff for crying out loud. Well, and, and I think you can more. even you know remove one of the separate quote unquote stores along that run, right? And not even necessarily put something else in the space. Just remove one of the stores, leave that sort of arcade that runs all the way down open, but open up the space. I mean, right now, yeah. the end of the day in an Emporium or even in a rainstorm in the Emporium, it's just an unpleasant experience because it's so crowded. There's no space. And, and I get that they're trying to make as many products as easily accessible as possible, but it makes it really difficult to actually shop because you, you can't, you can't see where you are. You can't find things. You can't find your kids when, you know, right. when you split up and, and are looking for stuff. And when you think you're in this shop looking for this particular item, you need to actually be in the shop three, three doors yep, down exactly. to, to find that. Yep. Aaron, we are two larger individuals and we couldn't find each other oh, in the insane. rain. Insane. Yeah. It was pouring rain and we couldn't find each other. And we were both wearing like easy to spot clothes. Right. And it wasn't even that busy. <laughs> No, right? it was a party night. It was a party. It was pouring rain, so people were not showing up for the party. I mean, we were the idiots you, who showed up, you know, as you the rain inside. started. Yeah, you go inside, and then you bring in all that humidity in there. It's like it's hard to even breathe in there. So I, I, I would be all for it, even if it just meant that that it opened up more floor space, even if it didn't mean a totally empty space. All right. Um, so that's Main Street. Uh, now I, I made Tim go first. So, so Willie, we gonna tour the the park clockwise or counterclockwise? Depends on how you want to go. I always go left. But all right. So if we're gonna go just... left with Willie, then first up is is Adventureland, and uh, Willie, you get to start. What are you gonna raise in Adventureland? I'm going to raise a. How do you say it? Yasma? Yzma. Oh, Yzma roller coaster. Yzma. Oh, interesting. Okay. You have an idea of where you're going to put it? So it's Family Robinson. Okay. Got space behind the train area where we were just discussing. There's, okay. So now people would, would see some of the roller coaster element. I you could see hear that. the ride. You could hear everyone, you know... Like it's a roller coaster is better than what we're looking at right now. That's true. The backside of trees and you know, you could go over the jungle cruise a little bit too if you needed to. I mean, there's space. You could put pillars everywhere. Interesting. Okay. So we're gonna do the the Ismo roller coaster, uh, and it gives it gives Adventureland a coaster because it doesn't have anything like that. It's got a you know, a hugely popular dark ride, but no roller coaster. I, I, I like that. I think that's an interesting concept. Um 
Now, you know, for my part, I think, and I have thought for a long time, that Adventureland, it's the hardest one for me to work with, right? Because it's so crowded as it is, and it's such a small and sort of overstuffed land. Uh, it, it does make it challenging. I really feel like the park needs an, an Indiana Jones attraction. Because at this point, we're, we're not going to get one at Hollywood Studios, at least not for some time. I mean, the show is still there, dragging along. But, you know, if we're going to make more Indy Jones movies, I feel like there ought to be a home for an Indiana Jones attraction in Magic Kingdom or at Walt Disney World. And, and Adventureland in Magic Kingdom seems to me to be a place that makes some sense. I just don't know where there's space to do it. I mean, maybe we do it in that same footprint where the Yzma roller coaster would go. Um, maybe... Uh, and, and maybe I'll, I'll, you know, mix this in with a, a grand, you know, raise, refresh, remove all in one. Um, and we'll, we'll take out the treehouse and jungle cruise. And instead of like, we won't totally get rid of the jungle cruise, but what we'll do is reuse the infrastructure as part of a, a, a new kind of Indiana Jones ride. Right. And by getting rid of the, the treehouse, we give ourselves room to play with beyond the end of, of Jungle Cruise. Um, but uh, I, I think that, that it's where it belongs. And I think as much as I enjoy the dad jokes of, of Jungle Cruise, I feel like for all its nostalgia value, more and more guests just say, ah, it's not worth waiting 45 minutes for, just skip it. Yeah, that's true. Well, let me ask you this. If you were going to do an Indiana Jones ride, would you basically uh, uh, use the same idea as uh, uh, Disneyland, or would you do something really different, and what would the intensity be? I would do something different. I would do a similar intensity level, right? So, you know, there's got to be some scary element. It doesn't make sense if, it, if there's not, but I would also be mindful that we're in Magic Kingdom, um, which is is a little, you know, it's a kid-friendly park. You don't want to freak people out too much. Um, so, you know, I don't think I'd have any Nazis in there. But, um, you know, I, I would say, you know, borrow kind of set dressing from Temple of Doom without the gross-out factor of Temple of Doom. Um, I would tell a, a, a new story. I wouldn't worry about taking a story directly from one of the movies. I think that Indiana Jones has a particular uh, sort of rhythm to it and, and a particular milieu that people will recognize. And so it, it would be, it wouldn't take a lot to make it into, you know, an archeological site of some kind, which has whatever kinds of things jumping out, you know, mild jump scare stuff and, and fun effects that, you know, give you the excitement of an Indiana Jones adventure. I think, yeah, I was going to say, it'd be great. I, we need to get a new Indiana Jones movie to get the kids knowing what Indiana Jones really is because. Well, they were supposed to be, they were supposed to be shooting it. They had to stop, you know, they had to put a a stop on it because of the the virus. So. Yeah. Because. The kids would love because then they'd go back and watch the originals. Well, this is again, this is that synergy I was talking about on Main Street, right? Build those connections because I don't know, maybe I've been harping on this too much, but I just always come back to the fact that the real bottom line of why Disneyland was built was that Disneyland was built to make it easier 
for Disney to re-release films and make money on them again and again because people would still be familiar with them and a whole new generation of kids would be introduced to these characters and these stories. And it would allow Disney to tell these stories in a 3D format, right? In a, in a real life format. So, you know, I, I, I think that the more opportunities we have to play on that legacy, the, the better the parks are for it. All right. Uh, so, so Tim, what's your raise for uh, Adventureland? Well, um, I'm giving, I'm, I'm kind of going down the same path, but with a slightly different take. So I'm all for taking out the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse and possibly even Jungle Cruise to do this. But I'm thinking a thrill ride that has to do with the Jungle Book. And hear me out on this. Okay. In 1994, was it? Or 92? It was the early 90s when um, the first live action Jungle Book with Jason Scott Lee came out. And that, in my opinion, is one of the most underrated Disney movies ever. I love that movie. I've, I've watched it a hundred times, I'll bet. And there's a lot of action that that goes with that, going into the Temple of the Monkeys, uh, you know, running from um, uh, from the lion, the, the, all those different things. You can incorporate that into a a thrill ride that's not necessarily a you know a, a level ten high speed thrill ride, but something that is really um, fun to do, entertaining, brings in that aspect of the Jungle Book that really doesn't exist anywhere. I mean, Jungle Cruise is is the closest thing to it, but it's not really, it's not the Jungle Book. It's 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 not the story of Mowgli and uh, all the the characters from the Jungle Book. So that's what I think I would do there. Okay, it's like you said, there's not a lot to work with because it is so crowded. But that's what I think I would do with that. Right, and that's why these next two parts of the game here become so much more important in Adventureland, right? Because, you know, because you have so much, such limited real estate really to work with, the the refresh and the remove piece get that much more significant. So um, let's see, I think it's, is it my turn to go first on a, on a refresh? All right. So what do I want to refresh in, uh, in Adventureland? Well, let's see. I've already kind of gotten rid of the treehouse. And I really have probably already done what I, you know, I probably already have, have done what I can do with Jungle Cruise <laughs> with my, with my rays. So it doesn't leave me a whole lot to work with. Um, oh, I know what I would do. Um, so on the, the refresh side, you've got a, a, a nice little sort of forgotten restaurant in the corner there in Adventureland in Tortuga Tavern. And what I would love to see is and and maybe this is is you know i don't know too crazy but i've been begging for some kind of pirate themed character meal for years now i know that it's a small space i know there's only so much you can do with it but maybe if you even just did like just lunch right and did a pirate character meal a pirate lunch at tortuga tavern a great kind of destination for the kids who are really into that swashbuckling, you know, pirate adventure thing. You could have that high energy feel and, you know, yeah, it wouldn't necessarily be the huge moneymaker because it's a small space, but it gives you an opportunity to play test it. And if it does well, you can always look for ways to expand it. 
I think that's a great idea. I think I would try to uh, change the restaurant to make it a little nicer than what it is. Well, sure, because you'd want to theme it up for the character meal. Absolutely. Yep, exactly. You know, but you've got the basic layout, which works as a restaurant. It's got access to a kitchen. I mean, you know, you don't, it it minimizes the, the investment in what you have to do to, to turn, you know, raw space into a character meal. Um, right. The infrastructure is there. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Willie, what are you going to refresh? I'm going to refresh Jungle Cruise. I, I feel there's so much that could be done there. The ride is still so creative, but yet it needs, I mean, it needs like an 18 to 24 month total refurb. I mean, you, you can't even believe what you look at and you're like, okay, this, this, this has ideas, but with the new movie coming out in two years now or whatever it's going to be, you could build off what that movie did, you know, just like what they did with pirates. I sure. mean, why not? I mean, I would love to see the rock somewhere in the magic kingdom. Right. Right. And, and they, <clears> you know, they've made no secret about the fact that, that, it, you know, if jungle cruise or if the jungle cruise movie does well, they'd love to make it their next, you know, one-off franchise, much like pirates was. Yeah. It's just, it, it needs so much work. I mean, it reminds me of when I was eight years old still, like, yeah. like you said, the dad jokes are funny, but they're only so funny. Yeah. All right, so Tim, and there's only so many of them you can do, right? <laughs> I mean, you get a really good cast member, and they'll come up with some new stuff. But it's such a difficult balance because it seems to me that the best captains are the ones that take some risks and you know, kind of reach for something new and different. And the problem is that those are the same ones that end up getting themselves fired for doing something that you know somebody decides was inappropriate or or um, you know veered too far from the official script and uh, i don't know I, I think that unfortunately the current climate makes it very difficult for those shows to be successful yeah they crossed the line and we all enjoyed it but there was that one debbie downer in the back that didn't like it right right and karen wants Can't to speak to everybody. a manager good old karen not <laughs> had it with your crap karen <laughs> All right, so Tim, what what are you going to refresh? My refresh for Adventureland is going to be, drum roll please, the magic carpets of Aladdin. And here's why. Um, for the climate in Florida, and that just being basically out there in the hot sun all the time, I, I would prefer, if nothing else, just to have some kind of a covering over it so that, you know, number one, it can continue operating even when it's raining. Um, number two, it offers you a little bit of respite from the, the Florida sun. Um, so, yeah, you don't have to completely enclose it. I wouldn't do that. I mean, the Dumbo ride is no different, right? Um, but it it seems like it's it's just lacking a little bit of something it's it is what it is it's like the dumbo ride but you know make it a little bit more enticing is what i would do all right so that's a perfect segue cuz i'm going to take it one step further cuz my remove is the magic carpets and it's it's to me a great example of addition by subtraction because i think that that attraction by itself goes a long way towards making Adventureland feel so congested all the time because it's it, there really wasn't a space for it and they just plopped it in the middle of the land. And 
it would be much easier to traverse and to move around in that land if you didn't have this attraction smack dab in the middle of it. Um, so I would get rid of it completely. And and you also said it. It's just like Dumbo. It's totally in the way. It yep. literally is in the way. You walk up, and now with social distancing, it's really going to be in the way. You know, I mean, the main thing is that stupid camel shooting water on the night you don't want to be wet, and it's in the way. Like, just open up more Dole Whips for us, and see. Now, I would have, I would have voted that for a raise. You know, um, give me a, another Dole Whip outlet. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. So, so I removed, I removed uh, Aladdin's carpets. Um, you know. Willie, you're just going to hop on my train here and, and remove the magic carpets or something else you want to get rid of? I hate to do it, but Swiss Family Robinson's got to go. It's it's junk now. I mean, like, literally, you climb, what, way too many flights of steps. We're all out of shape. The last thing we want to do is get to the top and see a bunch of fake stuff. Like, you know, <laughs> like, give me a nice roller coaster over there instead. Like, just... Right. You know, if if it was a little bit more realistic of a setup, it might be more of a draw, but there's no accessible way to get up there. No, not at all. If you're not able bodied, you can't see it. Right. It's it's too bad. Look look down from the bottom and have fun looking up at someone that gets their head stuck between the banisters like I did as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, it's a good example of one of those stories that because it's a story that hasn't really been promoted by Disney over the years. I don't think most kids are connected to it at all. I mean, even if they climb up the stairs and look around at things, they don't have any context for it. And it doesn't resonate with them at all. Looks like a big fancy treehouse. Okay, great. Well, right. not even that fancy, but... Do kids even know Swiss Family Robinson is well, Disney? This is what I'm saying. They don't. Right. I mean, even if they climb if up the stairs, a- it, it doesn't mean anything. It's just basically seventh grade English. Forget about it, right? Right. No, and it's just it's just an exercise. Is all it is. That's all it is. Exercise. Right. Let's wear the kids out. I was just going to say we used it to burn off some energy. Right. (laughs) All right. Uh, And so, Tim, what are you removing? Okay. I know I'm going to get blowback for this one, but I'm taking out the Jungle Cruise. Like you said, it's it's dated. The jokes are dated, um, and this kind of uh, a combination of uh, refurb and remove because you take the jungle cruise out, then you've got room to do something different, something more interesting with the pirates of the Caribbean. So that's kind of my, my uh, joint refurb and remove. Okay. Fair enough. I can't argue. I mean, like I said, it's gotta be refurbed or it's gotta go. Yeah. Okay. So has everybody had their chance to refurb? Raise, refresh. Okay, so let's move on around the the hub here, uh, and we go from uh, Adventureland to Frontierland. And let's see. First up for raising in Frontierland is it, have I have I done have I gone first yet? No, that doesn't right. matter. Go ahead. So I got well. So I I haven't gone first yet. So I okay. So I have to raise first. <sighs> okay. Um. Hmm. We talked Maybe we about- should remove first, so then we could raise. Oh, okay. We should remove first. Okay, fair enough. We'll do it backwards. Just, just so then, then we're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Repeating. I get it. All right, so so we're going to remove first. So from uh, 
from Frontierland, I am going to remove the Country Bear Jamboree. In my view, it's another example of addition by subtraction. Um, it's I, I, I don't understand why it still exists. There, I don't understand. I don't think there was ever a huge fan base for it. There was always a somewhat rabid one, but it was small. <laughs> Do they still that show that on like Disney Junior or anything? I don't know. It's on Disney, Plus. Disney Plus. It's, it's on Disney Plus. You can get the movie. movie. It's got yeah, the movie is actually better than the it. than the animatronic show. The problem is that I mean, the songs are so hackneyed and dated in the in the show. And it was one thing when they were changing up the show and there was a different show, you know, every six to eight months, but it's the same show. It's truncated. It has no flow. It, Sing it Trixie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it just, it, I feel like I could go to Chuck E. Cheese and see just as good of a show, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so I'm getting rid of country bears. Now, um, I know Willie's not pleased with the, uh, removal of, of country bears. He is a fan, but, uh, what are you going to get rid of instead, Willie? Tom Sawyer Island. It's gotta go. It's junk. It's literally a horrible way to get over to something. I can't, I can't even think of the last time I went over there without like thinking, why am I going over here except to waste energy with the kids? And I don't think we've gone over there in 10 years now. It's just not for me. Yeah. I mean, it is definitely something that, that is sort of a, a niche attraction, right? I mean, we always appreciated it when it meant that, you know, when, when my son was, was not wanting to ride big thunder and splash and my daughter did, right. You know, she and I would go and ride the thrill rides while my wife and son went and played on Tom Sawyer Island. It was convenient that it was there, but I think, you know, other than that, we keep talking about saying, oh yeah, we want to go back by it. And we never do. How about you, Tim? What are you going to remove from Frontierland? Okay. Well, this is uh, the first time for this show, but uh, I feel strongly enough about it that I'm going to stick with my guns and say, Tom Sawyer Island has got to go because you, it's like I said, what, it, what I see that as is one a lot of really stinky pollution on the raft to get over there. And two, a big liability from um, unsupervised you know, play areas that um, you know, some kid could get hurt. I would want to protect myself there. So um, I hate to be repetitive on the, you know, for the show, but I feel strongly enough about Tom Sawyer, Tom Sawyer Island being uh, out of here. So we, maybe we could do something more interesting there that uh, I'm going to stick with my guns here. All right. So, um, we're, sounds like pretty committed to getting rid of Tom Sawyer Island. I'm going to be interested to hear where we go with a refresh then. Uh, so Tim, what are you going to refresh in Frontierland? Okay. Well, I'm thinking about the, um, shooting arcade. Um, it seems to me like it's a carnival thing that is really out of place in Disney world. Um, what I would replace it with is poof, that's a big that's a good question. Yeah, I mean, but, how would you refresh it into something? Yeah, um, Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> I had well, to say it would attract. It's got to be Frontierland. Grand Theft Stagecoach. Stagecoach or Red Dead Revolver Two. <laughs> Mortal Kombat um, South what, South style or Western style, South right? Style? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but. Um, 
putting guns in the hands of kids to, you know, as a plaything to me is all, it also grinds my gears. So, um, but it's something I, I would say do anything with it. Put a regular arcade like is in the, in the um, resort hotels. That's fine. Put a store there. Take the store that I blew up in, on Main Street and put it over there. I don't care. But You could bring back the old Penny Arcade. That's not a bad idea. Like, it's why still, not? It's right, still, the old Pachinko games and stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. just to have something to wander around and have fun. Right. And, yeah. and, and play on the nostalgia in- instead of the, yeah. Thank you. Yes. Okay. You completed my thought. Thanks. There we go. <laughs> All right, Willie, what are you refreshing? You got to refresh Country Bear Jamboree. <laughs> so what you're gonna you're gonna luck. have uh, you're gonna have the bears singing Miley Cyrus? Anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like the the Christmas Lady show God. isn't bad, but it's terrible. But it's it's still good. But I mean, you know, you you still walk out and you smile. Like it's I I I could refresh it to a lot of other things. I mean, you could do a lot of country stars now. I mean, country music is huge. That's true. Like, you know, like if you had, you already got Luke Bryan with, um, America's American idol. Like why not have him come in and sing a couple songs and just make it hokey. Like it already is, but still have fun with it. Now, would you do that with, with an animatronic of him or would you have him, his voice coming out of, you know, big Al? Why not have him come out? as Big Al, or him do all the characters like some of the old shows used to do, like Mr. Rogers did with all the other, you know, characters in his show, just for fun. Yeah. All right, all right. You get interesting. (laughs) Um, Well, you know, uh, my refresh in Frontierland is is kind of challenging. I mean, once once I get rid of Country Bear Jamboree, there's part of the hard part of Frontierland, right, is that there's not all that much there. Um, so I am going to say that I want to refresh Big Thunder Mountain and it's gotten some love in the not too distant past, but really most of that was about, you know, like redoing the track and refreshing the track. And, and I feel like the, that compared to Big Thunder Mountain in other Disney theme parks, um, the version at Walt Disney World is, is kind of weak. Um, you know, you look at what they've done with Big Thunder in Paris, where it goes underneath the river and you know, cool stuff like that. Um, I'd really like to to see them refresh Big Thunder Mountain and, and make it, um, you know, more than a fairly basic amusement park roller coaster with some pretty scenery, which is what it is now. But it go fast. It go real fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's the wildest ride in the wilderness. Uh, you have a pretty tame wilderness over there, Willie. I lost my voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, let's see. Tim, have you done your refresh? Yeah, my refresh was the shooting arcade. Oh, oh, the arcade. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. So now we have our raise. What are we going to build in Frontierland? I mean, we've we've talked about its weaknesses. What do you do to make it better, um, Tim? What do you do to make it better? You know what? We're going to go back a couple of episodes to uh, the 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 things that were never built, and uh, the one that you mentioned that that uh, would have integrated beautifully with Big Thunder. That's what I would put there. 
because I think that would be something really fun. Um, like you said, go under the river, whatever you, you need to do. But um, th- I think that would be really cool. You just stole mine. Oh. <laughs> it's the Western River that. Expedition. And, yes, that's and that's exactly what they should do. And since they're going to be, in my world, refreshing Big Thunder Mountain anyway, it's the perfect time to replace it with Thunder Mesa and do the whole integration. And I, and I love the fact that y'all are going to open up Tom Sawyer Island for our use too, because we're going to get rid of, of Tom Sawyer Island. Um, so we can, we can expand, we can use that space for the integration of, of, um, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and the Western River expansion, uh, dark ride attraction. I think that those things together, once you have those there and Splash Mountain, you know, you go a long way towards helping to balance the park. Uh, cause as we see, as we go around the way the park is developing, the sort of uh, east side of Fantasyland and Tomorrowland are starting to become kind of the magnets of that park. And, uh, you know, if we don't do some things on the, the west side of the park, we're going to start having issues with it, I think. The only thing people go there for is the two mountains and Haunted Mansion. You know, that's that's the main draw, right? Right. Well, and Pirates, you know, way or, back yeah, towards the front. Yeah, way back. Uh, but they also go for Pickle Bills just for lunch, just because there's a lot of seating if you can get there early enough. Right. Right. Um, all right. But so it seems that that walkway around that direction just needs more than what it has. Right. Agreed. I mean, all it is is the parade route, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So Tim and I are going to bring back the Western River expansion. Uh, Willie, what are you going to do? I'm going to do something that a lot of people aren't going to be happy with, but where Tom Sawyer Island is, I'm moving Hoop-de-doo musical review over to Tom Sawyer Island. And it's going to be a fun show that people can go to more than three times a day. So basically bringing back what something along the lines of the old Golden Nugget review. Correct. But you have more entertainment, better food, and a great show. I mean, you could literally run that thing six or seven times a day with good cast. So, And it's something different. Because there's no food over there for the most part. Well, that's true. That's an issue. There's the one place that's never open. Right. Right. <laughs> right. It looks like it would have been a cool restaurant, but it's never open. Never open. <laughs> All right. So. Um, so so that's Frontierland. I kind of like what we're doing in Frontierland. Um, now, the next area, I, I'm thinking that probably what we need to do is consider Liberty Square and maybe Liberty Square and Fantasyland together. Yes, because totally. It, you know, it's there's not enough there in Liberty Square. All presidents in the boat. Right. <laughs> so if we're looking at, at those two things together, um, and we're going to go Willie's suggestion, what, what are you going to remove first? So Willie, uh, you can get us started with Liberty Square and Fantasyland. What is getting removed? The boat. It's got to go. What I don't, I don't remember the name of it right, now. The, the Liberty Square Riverboat. Liberty River. Square Riverboat is total, total waste of time, total waste of great, valuable asset land. I know it does take over some of Tom Sawyer Island area, but let, let's, let's fill that in and use it. Or even like we were just talking about, widen the road so we can walk down 
to Frontier. Yes. Like, please. Like, I don't have to walk four feet in front of 5,000 people. Like, open up the land. Please. So Willie's going to remove the riverboat. And I I could see his argument here. Uh, Now, Tim, what are you going to remove in the Liberty Square Fantasyland area? Oh, man, I'm really torn on this one. And, and, and I really kind of, uh, I, I'm really following what, uh, what Willie's saying about the boat. Um, it's, it's big. It's, uh, it can handle a lot of people at once and it, you know, does one loop around a river and everybody gets back off again. Um, I'm sure there are more imaginative things that can be done. And I, now I was thinking, you know, in the, um, the refurbishment of uh, big thunder and, and the addition of the, um, the exhibition ride, um, actually utilizing some of Tom Sawyer Island for that. Um, hmm. That's intriguing. I think I would remove, and uh, everybody's going to hate me because it's, it is what it is. I would remove the mad tea party for the same reason that you guys would remove the flying, um, the flying carpet rides. It's just kind of stuck there in the middle. Not saying I would remove it completely. I might move it to a different location, but um, I think I would move it out of where it is and put it somewhere that it makes more sense. Fair enough. All right, so you're going to sort of for for crowd flow considerations and and also I guess to some extent aesthetics because it really is kind of stuck out on the edge of uh of fantasy land. You you would move uh, or at least remove for the time being um Mad Tea Party. Yep. Um I, I hear the argument there. Uh and and I'm intrigued by what Willie is saying about the Liberty Square Riverboat. Um but I think that what I am going to remove kind of gone back and forth on this a couple of different times that I think I'm going to remove the barnstormer. And the reason I'm going to do that is that I want space for something else to go there. And barnstormer to me kind of lost its purpose when seven dwarfs mine train was built because it was the introductory coaster and mine train is a much better introductory coaster as compared to, um, uh, Barnstormer. Barnstormer is kind of harsh for a, a first roller coaster for a kid. Um, it's a very, very harsh. Yeah, it's harsh and and it's very short. A long wait for a short ride. Um, and I I feel like in some ways it almost kind of poisons um, roller coasters for some kids. You know, they'd be perfectly fine with roller coasters except they had a bad experience with Barnstormer and so they don't want to get on Big Thunder. Um, so so. I think that's a good example of addition by subtraction and I would remove Barnstormer. I can't argue there at all. Like it, and it's also another place where you could open up some space where the train station is down there for like Tim said earlier with the train, like open it up and give us something for the train. Like the Barnstormer is nothing but in the way. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel about the fact that, I mean, Magic Kingdom is really meant for small kids, right? I mean, well, we talked about that a little bit. I mean, I, I think that the role of Barnstormer is now filled better by Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. It's a, it's a much better first roller coaster because it's a much gentler ride. Um, you know, but Barnstormer, it's faster. Well, it's faster, but, but Barnstormer is harsh. It's rough. 
And the swaying cars in Seven Dwarfs Mine Train mean that when you rip around the corner, you get a gentle sway instead of that harsh jerk. A hard slam. Yeah. And there's characters to take your mind off the ride. Look, it's dopey. It's Doc. It's, you know, and by the time you think you're up the hill, the ride's over. I mean, it's quick and easy. Yeah. I mean, well, and. And Barnstormer does kind of fall into the category of uh, carnival ride yeah. thing. So, yeah, I, right. I can see that. It's, okay. it's a, you know, it's a carnival ride with some cardboard cutouts, pretty much. Yeah, right. Um, so, you know, we can do better than that. Uh, all right. So that's, that's the replaces. Um, Tim, what are you going to refresh in the uh, Liberty Square slash Fantasyland area? My refresh goes to a fairly new ride, in fact. Um, the Under the Sea, The Journey of the Little Mermaid. Um, to me, it's it's too contrived. Um, it's, it's basically retelling the same story as the movie, but they could do so much better with the animatronics, with the, uh, the overall layout. I mean, it feels like um, it feels like a, it's a small world put under the sea <laughs> with the okay. little mermaid. I think they really could have done better. And, and I'm sure it's, there's budgetary con- concerns that, uh, kept them from doing probably more that they could have done. Um, but that's where I would go with that. All right. I can see that. I mean, I, I think it was to some extent, at least a design decision, right? They decided to go with a, you know, an old school type dark ride that just happened to incorporate some newer technology here and there. And, and I, I, but I agree with you that when you compare it to other recent dark rides, it mm-hmm. makes it look kind of anachronistic. So I could understand wanting to, to refresh that. I think that makes a lot I, of I, sense. I think I would rather go on under the sea with Nemo and friends than do that, you know? Sure. Just cause it's more imaginative. Well, so as long as we're talking about imaginative, when it comes to refreshing, I think Mickey's PhilharMagic is begging for a refresh. It just because the thing is that it makes perfect sense. Like we, I think we we need to have a relaxing, air conditioned inside attraction in that location, right? We need something to get the kids out of the heat in Fantasyland for a little while. And it's a crowd hogger. I mean, it Absolutely. takes it. Yeah. And for those reasons, right? I mean, anybody can do it and, it and it's a comfort thing, but my goodness, it needs refreshing. It's the oldest of the 3d movie attractions that are still out there. And, you know, the, it, I mean, on the one hand, they got really creative with a big center screen and then stuff that happens on side screens, but the stuff on the sides isn't actually 3d. And, you know, the movie references are really dated. There's nothing from any of the newer movies. So I would love to see them refresh that attraction, go with, you know, fully immersive, um, maybe even go VR with it, right? Go ahead and, and, um, find a way that they can do, you know, distribute goggles or something and, and go full VR. I think that would be cool. Um, that would be cool. But, but it just needs it needs to have a fresher face. It needs to incorporate the content that the kids that are in there are more familiar with and and some of the nostalgic stuff, but it needs to be a blend. Uh, as it is now, you know, what, it only goes up to like Little Mermaid, roughly? Um, mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, like 92. Yeah. Yeah. Like- and you know, so there's no no tangled, no frozen, no brave. 
Like, right. Well, and, and Braves Pixar, right. but you know, I mean, none of the Pixar is in there. None of it at all. Yeah. And and again, those are opportunities, right? Places where those are those are characters that kids know. So um, that that to me is a a prime refresh. And as long as they're refreshing it, fix the darn drainage. Seriously. <laughs> is, yeah, you're you're right. It would it would make it more relevant to the kids today. I mean, because. Yeah, they didn't grow up on the same things that we grew up on. So while partially it's nostalgic to us, you know, it's completely lost on on a six year old now because they don't know these characters as well as they would know, um, like you said, Brave and and Rapunzel. Um, so and there, and yeah, there's no reason you can't blend them together. I mean, that was the whole kind of premise yeah. of the PhilharMagic story, anyway. Exactly. And and so. You know, just take better advantage of that and and incorporate more of these newer characters because there are great places to to work them in. Yeah, who who who's got kids that have seen uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice in Fantasia? I mean, that that are under the age of ten. That you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's good. Have it in there, but like you said, blend it. Right. But like it's meant to do anyway. Right. All right. So, uh, Tim, what are you going to refresh? So you didn't I already refresh? I got a refresh. You got a refresh? Okay. And you you stole my refresh, but there's also one that I mean I I kind of think Winnie the Pooh needs a real refresh. It's a cute ride, but it's really dark if you really pay attention to that ride. And it's true. Winnie the Pooh is not supposed to be that scary. I hate to say it. I mean, you know, there's some Debbie Downers in Winnie the Pooh, but like, let's let's bring it back to more Pooh getting stuck in the tree and like having the fun of Rabbit and Goofy Tigger instead of the rain and the lightning and the like. Like, bring like refresh that to be more fun instead of dark. Hey, Mr. Toads was darker than that. <laughs> I know, but, but Mr. Toads was Mr. Toads, like not yeah. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Toad was never supposed to be, uh, you know, roly. What is it, roly poly, all stuffed with fluff? Fluff, oh, right? Yeah, <laughs> he's Mr. Heavy. Um. All right. So so uh, so Tim's going to refresh. And, and make them a little lighter, a little more fun, and you know, borrow maybe borrow scenes from the more recent um, Winnie the Pooh films that, that Disney has done that have been well received and kind of got lost in the shuffle. I think to some extent. Um, so I, I think that's a, a you know viable choice there. Um, all right, I refreshed Philhar Magic. Uh, Willie refreshed. Pooh. Uh, uh, Pooh. Tim, what are you refreshing? I was refreshed, uh, Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Okay. So now we get to build. What are we going to raise in Fantasyland and or uh, Liberty Square? Uh, Willie, what what are we going to raise? We're going to raise the Snuggly Duckling. It's going to be a restaurant. Ah, the Snuggly Duckling restaurant. Where are you going to squeeze that in? We're going to get rid of Pinocchio's house because I couldn't take that out. Like, it was just it was I don't want to take all the restaurants out, but there's okay. so much space there that you can build a great tangled themed restaurant there with no problem whatsoever. And it's close to the tangled bathroom. I was just gonna say that it would fit, right? It would fit be a good right transition. In. It would. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it would be more fun than I mean my kids 
they've seen a lot of Disney movies, and we quote Pinocchio all the time, and they have no idea what we're talking about. Like, it's just too old a movie for the kids. Uh, and, 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 it's as, not a, and as my daughter, the film critic, is wont to say, it's an awful story. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And it's what awesome. Is? But it's not like a rewatchable movie. No, like, no. It's not. You watch it once and you're like, okay, we're done. Right. It doesn't give you the warm fuzzies at the end. No. <laughs> Go to Pleasure Island and turn into an ass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's a good kid story. All right. Uh, so Willie's going to raise a new restaurant, going to give us a, a Tangled themed um, restaurant right there in the that sort of bridge space. Uh, from Fantasyland, you know, traditional Fantasyland and new Fantasyland. I uh, think that's a, a great location for it. Tim, what are you going to raise? Okay, I think this is a perfect opportunity to capitalize on something that um, uh, that the dark side already did, is uh, create a dark ride that is basically um, Gaston versus uh, the Beast, you know, running around the castle. Um, you know, make it a make it a, a thrilling roller coaster experience, but you know, still have that that uh, virtual reality all around you, uh, racing through the the castle and being chased by uh, by Gaston. All right, so a more traditional simulator type attraction built around Beauty and the Beast and the the you know kind of final confrontation between Gaston and and the Beast. Exactly, and you can even have a uh, a section of it that comes out and runs the roller coaster right over the queue to get into um, be my guest hmm. or be our guest, whatever. Be our it is. guest, yeah, yeah, be our guest. Yes, I think it'd be fun. That would be interesting. I, I do. I, I I'm intrigued. Um. Okay. So that's that's a good one. Um. Wow. I hadn't really thought about that. Um, I like that a lot. So both of you have kind of gone to that that core of fantasy land, right? That, uh, that area um, in, in the middle of fantasy land to raise something new. Um, I am really kind of struggling with this one um, because I, I appreciate that the core of fantasy land is, is nostalgia, right? Is, is classic attractions. Um, but my goodness, we've already found places for uh, for Tangled and Beauty and the Beast to be expanded a bit. Um, so what I'm going to do is I am going to 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 this is this is partially a refresh, but I think it's enough different that it's a raise. Um, I am going to take the sort of one-off Muppet moments in American history. Uh, show that happens sort of in the window above Hall of Presidents and give it the main stage. Please. Hall of of Presidents is nothing but a headache. It doesn't matter who gets elected. Half of the country is annoyed. Everybody whines about it. It, 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 We've become so polarized that it's just not viable to tell a real story using Hall of Presidents anymore because half the people there aren't listening. I would really love to expand on the, you know, what they've been doing with the Muppets. And there's a great history of Muppets, you know, retelling classic stories and introducing people to these stories in new and different ways. They've done it with Treasure Island. They've done it with A Christmas Carol. They've done it with, um, um, 
there was another one. Treasure Island Christmas Carol. Well, I mean, all of their movies really are are sort of a a one-off on a traditional, you know, type. So to have the Muppets do a Muppet take on, you know, an American history show and, and have fun with it. I think this is the greatest, the perfect place to do it. You can still call it the Hall of Presidents, but you you let the Muppets take the show and and kind of broaden its focus instead of being presidential biography. And, and our, our yeah our shared love for the Muppets. I mean, that would be. I think that would just be awesome. Well, it'd be fun. You could have the president speak, and then have the Muppets kind of mock them at the same time. Because I mean, most people like mocking either side of the party <laughs> kind of give them the rebuttal <laughs> right i mean like real, realistically like you said you know we're, we're stuck in this no matter what 50 percent aren't happy but if one muppet was mocking you know let's just say barack obama and the next one was mocking trump it would be what people want to go see you know i mean like and then if someone just started like talking you know when one of the boringer presidents spoke you know you know gonzo could just be like blah and just ruin the show. Well, you could, you know? but but I, I mean, I, I think that that the Muppets can be great without having to be over the top obnoxious. Like I, my fear would be that you have the stitch effect, right? I mean, you know, the 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 reason, or a big part of the reason, the stitch attraction just doesn't work is that it focuses almost solely on quote unquote bad stitch, right? And, and the stitch we love is lovable stitch. I I feel like the Muppets are kind of the same way when they go too over the top, you know, fans who really love them will play along because it's the Muppets and, you know, they, they already have a foundational uh, respect for who they are and and they know the characters and understand that the mocking is in fun and all of that. People who don't have that kind of background with them, though, don't necessarily, you know, come at it with the same perspective. And so I, I would love to see them do a Christmas Carol, uh, Treasure Island type take on, you know, even a, a classic Disney story like, you know, a take on on Johnny Tremaine or, you know, something like that. Use that as a basic source material and and tell a Muppet American history story. I, I love you know I love it you know I love that idea. You can't go wrong with the Muppets. I mean they're they're way better than what we're getting out of the Muppets today. There you go. And it's like you said, let them do what they do best, yeah. which is make silly, corny jokes that anybody can relate to. Yeah, I mean I, I really feel like the Muppets are best when the Muppets are. <laughs> When the Muppets are Muppets being actors in a story, right, as opposed to just the Muppets telling the story themselves, I think they're always more entertaining when they're being – when when the, the Muppets are playing the role of actors playing a role. Um, all right. Uh, so we've got one land left, and we're starting to run a little long. So let's move along to Tomorrowland. And Tomorrowland has – I mean, I, I never realized it. Other than Fantasyland has a, a – you know, really just about the highest density of attractions in the Magic Kingdom. There's a lot going on there. So starting, I guess, with the with the removes, um, Will, Willie, what are you going to remove from Tomorrowland? Astro Orbiter. Quick and easy. Get rid of it quick. Please just 
Dang it, we have mine. Sorry again. <laughs> There's You're both no wrong. reason for that. You're both wrong. Oh, the remove. I was gonna go with the cars, but yep, and that's the appropriate one. The remove has got to be the Tomorrowland Speedway. It that's is, my refurb. It is an eyesore. It stinks. There's so much better that could be done in that space, and it's a good example, again, of addition by subtraction. The The experience in the park is better if it's not there. And I was going to use that one, but Astro Orbiter is just such a miserable weight. It's such a miserable ride. And at least with the cars, the kids get off the ride and they think they drove a car. Astro Orbiter, all you do is sit there and do this, and mom and dad just throw up when they get off. Uh, it's see, the Dumbo ride, just a mile up. It, well, right, but that's it. Exactly. It's a mile up. And it and, turns you sideways. And Exactly. And as somebody who, who normally hates spinny rides, Astro Orbiter is the one that I'll make myself do, even though I'm afraid of heights and I don't like spinny rides, because you get such a fantastic view of Disney property that you cannot get anywhere else. And if you're at a party, you get really good views because the lights are different. Yeah. And yeah, I will agree there, but the right. It's, it's so far up above everything else. It's gorgeous. And, and you know, it's never going to be the most popular attraction, but that's why I can't remove it because it's a perspective that you simply can't get anywhere else. But you can never get on the ride because the wait is so long. I mean, they give you 16 little cards and you just stand there for days waiting to get in the elevator. I can't even remember the last time I wrote it <laughs> just because I don't want to deal with that. All right. All right. Well, so so you guys removed Astro Orbiters. I removed Tomorrowland Speedway. We can move right on to our refreshes. And um, so let's, let's start with um, – Tim, what are you going to refresh in Tomorrowland? I'm going to refresh Tomorrowland Speedway because here's why. You get a, um, a corporate automotive uh, sponsor to come in. You take out these gas-guzzling, exhaust-spitting vehicles, and you create really cool cars that run on electricity. Tesla? Uh, and, and or solar power. I was just going to say Tesla. Um, something that is that lets them see where the automotive industry is headed in the future. Um, that's where I would do my refurb. And you don't think the kids are going to want to have a Tesla when they get home? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, that but car it, is decked out. But that's the that's the whole magic of going to Disney, right? It's like we can't we can't have one of these at home, but by golly, I got to drive one at the Magic yeah. Kingdom. I drove a Tesla at seven years old. So, but here's here here's the thing, and 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 I'll, I'll let it drop after this because it's enough of my rant about the the Speedway. Getting rid of the two stroke engines helps, but you still have a huge amount of rubber particulate pollution that is almost as bad and that's why just i mean because i used to feel the same way you did just swap them out for electric cars it'll take care of the noise issues it'll take care of of the exhaust issues and and those that's true it would be better but running that many cars that frequently and you, you have to run them on big rubber tires for safety reasons um it's and exactly go plastic or wood now, can you? <laughs> right. You know, there's there's only so much you can do. Um, all right. So so Tim has gone to an electric Tomorrowland Speedway. Seems to me to be a lot more Tomorrowland. Uh, how about you, Willie? What are you going to do? 
I'm going to refurbish Buzz Lightyear. It needs a really good overhaul. There's no reason you can have nine 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 before you leave the first room. Like it's it's got to become something more creative and more user user fun, not friendly fun. So that you don't look down and your first friend, when they take the picture, they're just sitting there sleeping because they've already maxed out their score. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with you. I think that's a great way to go. I think that Buzz definitely is in need of a, a refresh. Um, you know, the the concept there has been done so much better other places by Disney that, you know, it it, it would not take a whole lot to make a big improvement. That said, my refresh attention is going to get focused on Space Mountain. I love Space Mountain. It is quite possibly my favorite roller coaster for sort of nostalgic purposes at, at Walt Disney World. I mean, there are other other roller coasters that are better coasters, but there's a nostalgia to Space Mountain that's fantastic. But it just really, really needs a complete overhaul. Um, it's, it's the track needs to be redone instead of just being sort of massaged. I mean, I don't know if you realize they've gone through and they've added brakes to make things go more slowly because that way they can make the track last a little bit longer. But the result is that you get a, a lot jerkier ride. I was going to say it's a herky jerky ride yep. nowadays compared to what it used to be. Yeah. And, and you know, Walt Disney World's version was always more herky-jerky than Disneyland's, but it's been made more so by, you know, the, the installation of these brakes and things. I would much rather they just tore it all out and started over and built a brand new track and, you know, built it with the right stress forces addressed. And, you know, whether they changed up the, the track layout a little bit, I don't care. That's not, you know, the specific... Layout doesn't matter to me. I like the wild mouse format of it, and I think they ought to keep that. But uh, it just it needs a refresh, and so that's that's why I would refresh it. This and is I one of those occasions where I would say that the one in Disneyland is better than the one in Disney World. Absolutely, and it already got an extended refresh. Yep. And if you could really pull it off, where Space Mountain crisscrossed each other, oh, that would be cool. Like. You can do it. Like, I mean, they have the building space, you know, where you're going up and you look over and you see each other. And there's nothing wrong with a little bit of light, like where you can see those people again as you crisscross against right, right. each other. Like, if holy you built cow. it into the attraction, it would be doable. Exactly. Like, yeah. that would be cool. Right. Like a crossover hallway in the middle kind of thing. Um, I love that. Um, all right, so so we've we've refreshed. What's the the last thing here, Tim? That you're gonna or Willie? That you're gonna raise? What's new coming to Tomorrowland in Willie's World? Oh, Tomorrowland is a tough one for me because there's not a lot of real estate there. Because where I was gonna take something out isn't that big of an area, but I. I mean, where I took it out was going to be up top, and I think I would still like to, and I know it's going to sound cheesy, bring back the old Skyway. I think it could really 
change some of the crowds moving around the park. Interesting. So would you actually put a, a new, uh, like a Tomorrowland entrance to Magic Kingdom? Why not? Interesting take. Just bring it right in because you, we're, we're at the technology where why can't you do it? You know, I mean, like the Skyway comes right into above, you know, um, Astro Orbiter and you just get off and you go straight down and it would just be so much easier. And one more way to get into the Magic Kingdom easy. Right, right. Interesting. It kind of kind of the same concept as the way the, the monorail at Disneyland works, right? Where it drops right. you off in the park. Right, you're right there. You don't have to worry. Now, Tim, it, what do you it, think? That's an interesting concept. Um, but you would have to do something with the um, the railway, the, the railway, railroad, railroad, railway. I'm I'm getting all tangled up with myself. Um, wouldn't you? And that kind of oh, right there in that same area. It, it would just go over it. But but what you oh, you would okay. have to do something with that. It would be tricky because you'd have to do something with the Skyway station because you'd have to scan your Magic Band into the Skyway station to go to Magic Kingdom. You would yep. just have to do it before you got on the ride. Right. Yeah. Like like you do it um not not at like pop, but you know, you get on at pop and all of a sudden you're not no, but not pop from Epcot to go to wherever. It's, right, right. But again, but see, but the the station is outside the park. That right, would be the tricky part. Create. Yeah. Right. If you had the if you had the station actually drop you in the park there on the what you vacated the the um the Astro Orbiter platform, Astro, so you use yeah, that right. as the, you know, the drop off, the disembarking point. Make, if that's the case, you got to scan the magic band there, or before you get on, right? Before you get on, one yeah. or the other, exactly. Because the the drop off station could be over at the Contemporary or Bay Lake Tower, and you do like security there, and then just head right up. Interesting thought. Pretty interesting, yeah. Just trying to think outside the box. No, no, I like uh, the, I appreciate the the outside the box thinking. Um, how about you, Tim? What are you raising? Well, I'm going to bring back the es- extraterrestrial alien encounter. I'm kidding. I'm not really. <laughs> no, that was that was awful. <laughs> when uh, when I took my kids, my youngest was uh, was four years old, and he actually went on the ride. And he, the next three rides afterwards, he would ask people, "Is this ride intended to scare small children?" That's <laughs> 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 no kidding. He really did do that. Oh my gosh! No, what I would do, uh, at the risk of seeming like an advertisement for the new three D three day adventure that's coming up, I would do something that um, is like a blast off ride, not not like um, not like Mission Space, but something that's more immersive, um, that makes you feel like you are entering a capsule and and blasting off and going to Mars. Um, so, with so really kind of an update on the old Delta Dream flight, Mission to Mars kind of thing, you know, a, a true Tomorrowland take on it. Right. Something maybe that Eastern Airlines, Airlines can sponsor it. <laughs> <laughs> Pan Am. Pan Am. Pan Am. TWA. Right. TWA. Yeah. But, you know, something that just takes – I, I want to see more utilization of the technology that we have available to us that we didn't have when Magic Kingdom opened, you know? Yeah. Um, there's so much more that can be done there. Well, now, see, for me, I, I've been really having a hard time with, with Tomorrowland because there is a um, 
tendency when we do the raise piece of this to want to go big, right? To want to do something exciting. And the problem is that, that for Tomorrowland, you're going to have, you've got Tron already under construction. You've already got um, Space Mountain. You, you've done a pretty good job of serving your adults and older kids, where Tomorrowland tends to fall a little bit short, especially if we get rid of the Speedway, is there's not as much that engages the the younger kids. Um, and so I, I would like to see, and I'm not sure where we put it, there, there might be some room to do it. Um, well, especially if we get rid of Speedway, there would it open up some space at the back. But I, I would love to see a dark ride devoted to a space product, right? It, it, it could be any Disney IP really, but the, you know, the one that comes to mind immediately is that you could do a Wally themed dark ride. Um, I know it didn't make the money that Disney would have liked to have seen from, a, you know, a film that they make into an attraction, but at least it would give them a, a consistent theme, a story to tell that would fit in the land. And to me, that's the biggest thing missing from, from Tomorrowland is a any kind of immersive dark ride experience that sort of tells the story of the setting of the land that that can engage little kids and encourage the conservation that you know that well, basically is too. conveyed by Wally. Yep. Yep. Can't argue. No way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so we've, we've done, we completed our circle around the hub, uh, done a pretty thorough refresh of, of Magic Kingdom. You know, it's surprising to be looking at it and saying that, that it's been the longest since, you know, it's the park that's been the longest since it's had a major addition. But, you know, they, they finished New Fantasyland in what? 12? Yeah, 2012, 2012? about. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's eight years ago now. We're old. <laughs> time marches on. It does yeah. not stand still. So, so it's time. Um, you know, you all heard what we thought the Magic Kingdom needed. We'd love to hear your feedback. This kind of show in particular, you know, we get great ideas. We could probably build entire shows around feedback that we get uh, from this one about what really ought to be removed or raised or refreshed in Magic Kingdom. So to do that... You can send us uh, an email at podcast at disdads.com. Tweet us on Twitter at disdadspodcast. Uh, you can catch us on Facebook at facebook.com slash disdadspodcast. You can also reach us individually. Uh, you can email Willie at Willie at wickedmousetravel.com. Email Tim at Tim.hicks at fantasticmemoriestravel.com. And Tim is the one you want to email if you have something you'd like to share with us. You've got a trip report you want to go over or uh, some experience that you would think would maybe make a good uh, podcast episode. We'd love to talk to you about it. Tim is the one who is coordinating those. Um, if you want to reach me directly, you can always email me at Aaron at mousemastertravel.com. Until next time, I've been your host, Aaron Rittmaster, with my co-hosts, Tim Hicks. See you real soon. And Willie Crocker. Have a wicked wild night, guys. <laughs> <laughs>